Welcome to the Keelhauled Podcast, the ultimate unofficial source of Sea of Thieves news. And we've got plenty of news in store, so tie yourself to the mast and hold fast. Boy, and I tell you what, he is not kidding. There is a ton of news to get into with the Haunted Shores update, and I can't wait. So without further ado, let's dive into this update. Pirates. So, as you know, Haunted Shores has arrived in Sea of Thieves, and it is a really good update. Now, this is coming off the heels of the uh, last update, which was more of a quality of life fix, but this has a lot of content that is really engaging, really awesome. I've been having a ton of time, and it was really hard to stop playing to do the podcast. I've been playing most of the weekend, most of the week, uh, just trying to get as much of this done as I can before I, I actually sit down to talk about it. So if you've gotten a chance to get in there, you've probably already seen, there's a few things that are a little bit different in Sea of Thieves. And uh, the main one being that we now have two types of AI ships in the world. We have the standard skeleton ships uh, or SSs as I'm going to call them uh, out on the seas where it's going to be a sloop or a galleon as per usual that have uh, the cursed crew kind of moniker to them when you're fighting them. You also have the uh, ghost galleons, which are just galleons for now. We haven't seen another type of them, but the ghost galleons or GGs, as I'm going to call them, are out and about roaming the seas when someone is doing a voyage for them. Now, there's there's a, a few things that I want you guys to know about, but the main event for this update is actually the Battle of the Burning Blade. And this is where Flameheart Senior, yes, Senior, I'll get into that in a little bit has reared his ugly ghostly head, uh, which we haven't seen since the Seabound Soul, and is now threatening to impose his will on the Sea of Thieves. And the only way to combat the new threat to the seas is to, to well, combat him. So uh, one of the things that I want to get into lore-wise before I dive into the battle itself and what to expect and how you should be capitalizing uh, your time on the seas with this event is the fact that Flameheart is this giant ghostly soul-like head that's floating above islands out on the seas. The thing that's interesting to me about this is that he is able to summon these ghostly galleons from the Sea of the Damned. Now, for the moment, we only know of the Sea of the Damned because of the ferryman and the ferryman who's decided to charge himself or has been charged with the duty of ensuring that pirates' souls make it back to the Sea of the Sea of Thieves from the Sea of the Damned when we die. Uh, it's really interesting that. We have this idea that that Flameheart is in the Sea of the Damned and has control of all of these ghostly galleons that he's sending forth through these giant portals, which begs to question if we'll be able to go to the Sea of the Damned. There's ideas of this in the art book uh, that showcase an outpost with different sized uh, um, docking positions for a sloop and for galleon as well as shops and stuff like that. We also know that there are ghosts down in uh, the, the pirate legend tavern in Athena's Fortune who will sell us stuff or play music or just give us grog for no real reason other than just to get drunk. But what is the goal of Flameheart. He's trying to impose him his will. He's trying to take back control of the Sea of Thieves for himself. But for whatever reason, he is just an entity, a soul stuck in the Sea of the Damned, and he can only represent himself, he can only manifest himself in the shape of this giant head above islands as he sits there and calls shots like a shoutcaster for an esports tournament, letting us know when a new ship has entered the area. Uh, I don't know if for sure, but I think it is just a ghost galleon. I don't think that it's actually another player. There's a little confusion on that because I'm, I'm not 100% on it. But it could either mean one of two things. Either a new ship has spawned in from the Sea of the Damned or another player has entered into the area and he's calling it out maybe to draw attention to you to let you know that, hey, maybe you should pay a little attention to what you're doing outside of just getting pummeled by these ships. And when I say ships, I mean ships. 
there are a vast number of these galleons out there and i want you guys to be aware that they uh show no quarter they, they will pummel you into the ground uh, or into the sea i guess at to the bottom they'll send you to the davy jones locker but i really want to know if we'll be able to go to the Sea of the Damned, because really the main reason why we would, we would be going to the Sea of the Damned is to try and stop Flameheart. But if we stop Flameheart, what does that mean as far as him sending future ships into the Sea of the Sea of Thieves? Because we have these ghost ships, uh, but we also have commendations tied to these commendations. So um, I'm wondering if that's something that we will ever see the end of, like if there's ever going to be a time similar to Bilge Rat uh, Adventures where we just cannot achieve these anymore, or if we can achieve them, it's uh, something from a bygone day in Sea of Thieves, or if they're going to try and keep this content evergreen as time goes on. And what that means for us trying to stop Flameheart from constantly trying to take over the sea of thieves and if his son will play any role to that or possibly even captain who was the one that made flameheart jr a skeleton captain himself or a skeleton lord we have yet to see or know anything about that so it's just kind of speculation on that part but I kind of want to know a little bit more of what the end game here is, because obviously if you play through the event, not everything goes according to Flameheart's plan. But let's get into what you're going to be encountering. All right, pirates. So talking about ghost ships, there's a few things that you need to understand about these ghost ships or these ghost galleons. And there's three different types that you need to be aware of during the time of this event. Uh, the main ones that you're going to be encountering are drones or just kind of standard ghost galleons. And they have very tattered sails. They flap in the wind. Uh, they don't look like they're very strong. And in fact, they're not. Uh, they just take three hits from a cannonball. Now, that can be a blunder bomb or a fire bomb, a chain shot, which now actually does damage even if you miss the masts to regular ships. So just a little key bit of information from the patch notes there. But regular cannonballs as well. Uh, don't try and jump on these ships. Don't try and use powder kegs. They're, they're not going to do anything. You don't really have to worry about sinking them so much as disrupting them with cannonballs to the point where they can't exist in this plane, this, this Sea of Thieves that we normally do. They're very fragile in that instance. So three shots typically uh, works for most a drones in this case. Um, the other type that you're going to run into are the skeleton captains of the damned. Now, these come after a wave of standard ghost galleons. Uh, typically, you'll have to kill a certain number. I, I want to say that the number is around 11. But I also understand, uh, thanks to Chris Marlowe, that the event and the voyages scale based on what type of ship you are in. So if you're in a sloop, it'll be a little bit fewer. Uh, the number of hits will be the same and it will scale up from there. So I think there's a certain number of ships that you have to destroy with cannonballs before it will spawn the next wave. And with the event, you're going to be running into uh, the skeleton captains of the damned, which will have a formation. Now, I've, I've actually had a really awesome encounter with these where I was with uh, a buddy of mine, Gets Me a Beer, who uh, was helping take care of the ship while we were trying to sail through a couple of these formations. And these formations typically have the captain in, in the middle ship as a galleon, and they take uh, 10 hits to be able to destroy, as opposed to the drones or the standard ships, which only take three. So the trouble that you run into is when you've got a fleet of these in uh, a group, uh, you've got typically four to five different ships surrounding uh, the captain, then you're going to be getting hit a lot if you come at their broadside because all of them will shoot at the same time 
and they can shoot through each other because, well, they're ghost ships. So you could take a lot of damage, especially with the standard phantom shot, uh, the fiery phantom shot, as well as the wraith cannonballs, which the wraith cannonballs themselves take a lot of damage on a ship. They will, they will deal at least three hits to your hull, uh, similar to like a megalodon bite. Uh, so they are very dangerous. They will rock the ship kind of like a blender bomb or a powder keg. Essentially, they're kind of like a shootable powder keg now that I think about it. Uh, very dangerous, something you guys really want to be uh, uh, aware of. Something else with these ships too, if you plan on getting into close combat with them, uh, they will not hit you, but they will pass through you. And very much in the sense of getting stuck in a storm, when these ships pass through your ship, you won't take damage, but the ship itself will, and it will take a lot of damage. So be very cautious, try very hard not to get your ship in the path of these because they will not slow down, they will not deter, they will not change course they will go right through you and that can take a lot of damage into your ship either mid deck or the helm or the anchor or the masts they can knock your masts down if they pass through you too much so be very cautious about that and if that wasn't enough once they pass through you if you're trailing behind them they will now drop these ghostly powder kegs these mines in the water that are in clusters of two to three that are lit and after a certain amount of time will explode and those will deal damage just like a regular powder keg uh, if you get too close to those. You can detonate them with your gun though, so be cautious of that. And that's just the first couple waves of the actual event. Uh, with event, the event itself, once you complete the first wave of killing uh, drone ships, and then the second wave where you'll take out two captains, then you'll have to go back into another wave of drone ships, and you'll have to take out uh, multiples of those. And if you think this is a lot of shooting, it is. But there is a caveat. When you kill certain ships, uh, either captains, which will drop loot, or drones, which will sometimes drop supply crates of the damned, uh, you'll be able to replenish your, your supplies this way. And if you see out in the ocean uh, ghosts, typically three of them uh, circling around in an area above the water, that generally means one of two things. Either there's a storage crate with uh, supplies in there, and it's usually just can balls and, and uh, wood planks or there's actually treasure out there whether it's going to be uh, ashen crates of the damned or if they're going to be uh, captain's chests of the damned or skeletons or skulls of the damned and, and captain skulls of the damned so there's uh, four different types of loot that you can pick up from these plus the storage crates uh, when you're out there fighting these so when you get done with the third wave of drones that's when you'll finally get into the actual burning blade fleet itself and this is going to work very similar to how the the second wave was where you had those uh skeleton captains being flanked by multiple ships uh of of standard drones that are just kind of out there protecting it so the burning blade itself uh i believe takes somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 hits now bear in mind from what i understand this is a scalable encounter so it may be fewer or more depending on what ship that you're actually in but essentially uh you can try to knock out some of the drones that are in the area to reduce some of the incoming damage that you might be taking as many of them will be shooting at you at any given time as well as the burning blade itself but once you've defeated the burning blade which will be uh tattered sails but they'll be red and they'll have flame hearts emblem burning on the actual uh, sails itself uh, once you defeat him all of the other fleet or all the other ships will retreat or sail back into their Sea of the Damned portals. It will drop loot and the battle will end. And this is when you're going to be able to pick up the captain skulls that you need to be able to turn into the Order of Souls to get credit so that you can eventually earn the uh, captain skeleton sails. But I'm getting, getting ahead of myself on that. So that's generally what you can expect with the Burning Blade encounter.
You might be wondering how you tell if you're doing an encounter or if you're doing a voyage. Well, the easiest way to know is look up in the sky. You'll see Flame Heart's head floating above an island, and it doesn't necessarily have to be the same island all the time. Sometimes it'll be different islands, whether it's Old Faithful Island or Snake Isle or Wanderer's Refuge or a vast majority of islands which are set up in the different seas that will have Flame Heart's head above them. And once you head over there, you'll hear some of the best music in the game that I've heard since this game's inception. And that's taking into account some of the stuff that we've already had with different events, including the arena. This music is amazing. I love the atmosphere. It's very spooky. It's very reminiscent of the Disney's uh, Haunted Mansion to me. Everything about it kind of calls out that it, it's intending to be uh, scary in the sense that you might get taken out, but nothing that's so overpowering that it would be too scary for, say, like a 13-year-old. Uh, but that being said, it's been a long time since I've been 13, so I could be way off on, on uh, whether or not this is considered scary enough for them. But I had a really good time with this encounter. I've done it quite a few times so far. And I have to say, of the different things, this is the first time where I've been sailing with seasoned pirates who have seriously uh, considered their their moment uh, where they might actually lose their ship to an AI threat. It's been a long time, uh, even with the trifecta, even with the Kraken and a Skelly, Skelly ship with a, uh, a Megalodon circling in the area, very few people ever lose their, their loot or their treasure who've been sailing for you know anything over i'd say 10 million miles uh, uh on the seas this is the first time that we've been hit by something so heavy either by having ships pass through us or getting pummeled by fleets uh that it just there has to be a moment where everyone drops what they're doing picks up a bucket, runs down to the bottom deck, and starts bailing water just to save everything on top of the fact that top deck is burning, your masts are down, and you're wondering if you're actually going to survive. Uh, I had a great time with this, and um, let me let me see if there's anything else uh, that I wanted to talk about the ghosts themselves. Uh, the ghost ships, that's pretty much it. Once you defeat a wave, all the portals will open, and all of the ships during that wave will leave and then new portals will open signifying the next wave um, other than that hopefully that helps you with your encounters and what to expect going into it I would definitely recommend stocking up your ship if you plan on doing this. If you go out there and pick up very little on your way to a voyage or to the encounter, there's a good chance you're going to run out of either cannonballs or planks. And keep in mind, you can't shoot these things and you can't use kegs and you can't ram them to be able to sink them. You have to use cannonballs, whether it's blender bombs, fire bombs, chain shots, or standard cannonballs. If you can shoot it at, well, I don't know if you can shoot pets at them and they'll do damage. So, but most of the things you can shoot out of a cannon you'll be able to damage them enough to be able to sink them all right pirates moving on to the next thing uh dealing with the actual update itself you might be wondering why the heck am i even doing this sure it's cool but why am i going to want to repeat it two sales two different sales one of them is actually the burning blade sails which you get for completing the commendation of banisher of the spectral spectral flame commendation which i'll kind of dive into a little bit about what the different commendations for this update are and the ghost captain sails which if you haven't seen these are by far one of my favorites to date they are the weird undead unicornish thing that is everywhere on the Fort of the Damned, as well as the Ferryman's ship and the Ferryman's gear. And I can't wait till I finish turning in all of the the uh, captain skulls I need to be able to do this. So to unlock the ghost captain sails, you need to be able to complete the commendation Hunter of the Damned Captains. So let's get into the different commendations that you're going to notice. And all of these are going to be found in the Order of Souls. So if you're looking around in the Bilge Rat Advents, uh, Adventures with the, or the Bilge Rats with the Mercenary Voyages, it's not going to be in there, even though the new moniker is going to be on there. Everything is going to be in the Order of Souls. So 
the first one that you're going to uh, run across is probably the simplest, and that's Scourge of the Damned. And I haven't completed this yet, but so far from what I can tell, you're going to have to defeat up to 500 ghost ships. Now, Pirate Legends might be looking in that and thinking about the scallions and the skeleton sloops and thinking that's going to take a lot of time to be able to do. But bear in mind, the standard ghost galleons only take three hits so this is something where you could pick up the the free voyage from duke go out throw down the voyage spawn random drones and then just kill all of those until the event's done grab the treasure drop down another voyage and continue on and because they drop supply crates with wood and cannonballs it helps kind of keep you in that gameplay loop where you don't feel like you have to go out somewhere like a fort or an island or go hunting for barrels to try and replenish your supplies bear in mind when i got done sailing uh, with the keelhaul crew this weekend we had a brig that had a storage crate that had over 1300 planks when all was said and done after uh the ship had been passed around the community a couple times it was in the eu server and uh, big bad pad had it for a while and then we had it for a while and then i think monkey tried to give it back or drunken monkey tried to give it back to someone in the eu at the end of the night around like midnight uh sunday or Saturday, I think it was Saturday at midnight, um, Sunday technically for the morning. But yeah, it, it, you get a lot of supplies from these. So <laughs> don't worry too much about uh, when you're actually in the midst of it. The biggest problem that you're probably going to run into if you're doing this is trying to get to a point where you can slow down so that you can harpoon the crate out of the water without putting yourself in a bad position uh, with the other drone ships around firing at you or dropping mines and all that fun jazz so getting back to the commendations so the first one just killing ships scourge of the damned i think it's up to 500 ships the second one is only grade three i've already got this one completed and all you have to do is united against the damned kill 25 ghost ships in an alliance uh, i got to to be in an alliance with chris marlowe and uh captain daggers mctimbers and captain balzania as well as uh, a whole slew of woodrow jenkins and uh joe all not not that joe another joe uh, all these different um uh, uh wonderful members of the community we had a couple galleons uh that we went out and just killed killed the the voyage uh some forts uh the actual uh, event itself we managed to knock out a lot of those fairly quickly and that was on top of some of the alliance sailing that i did earlier in the week with uh, some friends of mine where we had five of us and we tried to get a couple ships on a server so that all of us could kind of talk and chat while we took out some of these uh skeleton ships or not skeleton ships ghost ships the next one is Voyager of the Damned Souls. Um, I think this one ends at 30. I haven't completed this, so bear in mind, this is kind of work in progress. But I think you have to complete 30 ghost voyages. Uh, this is going to be a lot easier during the event because Duke is going to be giving them away for free. You can collect one from him and you can collect any number that are available each day in the game uh, from the order of souls tent but i would definitely recommend making sure that you constantly pick up the free one from duke if you're relatively new and you still want to be able to um you still want to be able to uh not have to use your gold for that kind of stuff um the the voyages as far as i know for the order of souls according to the patch notes the voyages for the uh the ghost ships you have to be at least ranked 25 in order of souls to be able to get access to those so if you're not ranked 25 you're a fresh pirate just off of the steam client and you want to do this duke is going to be the main way that you get these until you get to rank 25 which nowadays isn't too hard and if you're completing these you're going to be collecting a lot of skulls to be able to get those oh my gosh i still have a ton that i need to cover and i'm already pretty deep into this episode the next commendation is going to be banisher of the spectral flame and this is going to be i think 30 times as well keep in mind i haven't been able to finish this yet so i i don't know for certain but the progress i've made suggests that you're going to have to do this at least 30 times and that's the burning blade event where you kill the flame heart ship the burning blade at least 30 times from what i can tell so far now 
This is how you're going to unlock the Burning Blade sales that are available from Duke or at the, uh, the, the actual outpost. Oh, the Shipwright. Shipwright, uh, vendor will have these available as well, too. Uh, and this is where it's going to be kind of like the Ashen sales. They're red, they glow, and they've got Flame Hearts, uh, emblem on them that glow as well, too. So if you want to represent Flame Heart, this is going to be the way that you get those sales by defeating the the actual burning blade event at least 30 times from what i can tell the next one united against the flame is just defeat the uh, burning blade event once in an alliance not too hard it takes about 20 30 minutes and collecting loot plus stocking up uh, the next one is the hunter of the damned captains this is how you're actually going to be getting that fairy of the damned uh figure or figurehead ish sales the one that has the unicorn on it so the ghost captain sales are going to be rewarded if you turn in what i think is going to be 50 captain skulls uh, so you're going to have to complete the voyages or the event at least 50 times if you're just collecting one captain skull now when i went out and i did the voyage um I made sure to count how much loot we got from those. So from the standard voyage that you can buy from Duke uh, for free or from the Order of Souls for the, the 200 gold, uh, I believe that you will get nine standard skulls from the, uh, from, from the event or from the actual captain plus one actual captain ship uh now as far as i remember the drones dropped some of these so it was kind of staggered as far as the loot goes so make sure if you're doing this that you keep an eye out for those ghosts circling just above the water because that's going to be your seagulls that's going to be your indication that there's some loot out there that you need to collect besides supply crates the last one is unleash the damned this commendation will require you to use the ray cannonballs that are awarded once you complete the event burning blade uh, you have to make sure that you pick up the cannonball crate that comes after you kill flame hearts burning blade ship inside will be about six cannonballs uh, there's going to or six cannonballs of three different types and the three different types are the cannonballs that the drones the captains and the burning blade are shooting at any given time one of them is just a standard phantom which looks like a green dementor shooting out that's a um a standard kind of hit it doesn't really do extra damage uh the next one is a fiery phantom cannonball which will actually set your ship on fire so treat that very much like a firebomb and then the wraith cannonballs which will hit like a powder keg uh, when you shoot those out those are the ones that actually wail those are the ones that scream as you're firing them out very big very ominous things and i hate when they hit because it wrecks everything but i can't wait to do that to other people now this you have to hit 25 times to another crew with the wraith cannonballs and as far as i know it should work with other crew ships but because i've been sailing with friends uh over this last week to try and accomplish this and experience it with them we haven't really been using these uh wraith cannonballs against each other's crews so we don't know uh how much uh you need to do beyond the 25 but as i understand it it should just be the one time considering this event is for the month uh try and get this done as much as possible try and go out and do the event so that you can get the wraith cannonballs and use those as much as possible against other crews as you can because uh i don't know how accessible these are going to be once you actually get beyond this event uh we don't know necessarily or at least i haven't seen how you'll be able to acquire these types of cannonballs beyond the standard event uh, as i have not received any for any of the voyages that i've completed to date all right pirates so the next thing that i wanted to dive into were some of the other gameplay improvements that came to the game with this update that go beyond just the actual event too so uh two main big things that came uh that i noticed was the choosing a shanty and the non-verbal communication so if you've played in this update you may have noticed that since the update there has been a significant change to your button layout 
especially on controller, this is intended to try and improve uh, how you actually interact with people using the pirate text. Um, a lot of people generally jump on cruise and they may not necessarily want to talk with each other. And one of the things that the game has that helps try and improve this uh, experience is the contextual nonverbal communication or the stuff you say when you don't want to use a microphone. So if you go with your controller, your right bumper used to be your quests. And this is something that I talked about with the Dread Pirate Doug last week about when we were analyzing the video for the preview for Haunted Shores. So the right bumper is now dedicated to the nonverbal communication. It's expanded to give you different categories. So you've got alerts, you've got standard chat, and you've got strategy. And these are going to be just different ways that you can communicate to the people that you're sailing with what your intentions are or making requests, suggestions. So say you wanted to shoot a ship uh, or go board a ship, then you can say, I'll, I'm going to go board using the uh, strategy portion of the radial and the different buttons will kind of swap you between the different types of text chat that you can use and if you hit the right bumper you can repeat a command so if you need bailing multiple times uh, you can say I need bailing once and then as you're repairing if more holes come down and they stopped actually bailing then you can at least hit it with the bumper again and cause it to uh, cause that to, to pop back up as well too really awesome feature that they're looking to build this in but if you don't want this if this is something where it's not going to impact you because you're generally in party chat or you're in discord or have your own means of talking with other people say they're right next to you in the same home then you may not necessarily need this feature and you kind of liked how things were in the past and you can do that if you go into the options so i'm going to put a link in the show notes that actually takes you down the information of what uh christina mcgraff or Mc graph uh, put as head of the community a really nice um, article that was brought to us by the lead designer Shelly Preston or uh, uh, Shelly Pressgang who goes into what it means to do uh, communication in Sea of Thieves and be a part of the crew without necessarily having to commit to a microphone. Um, there's a way that you can actually go into the settings to reset this so that it's no longer on the uh, uh, right bumper and it will be relegated back to the d-pad the reason why they did this is because when you wanted to do something if you were moving you couldn't actually use the pirate text which really made it hard if you're in the middle of combat and you say that you need something and you want to use pirate text, but you have to stop moving. In some instances, it's really hard to try and dish out orders if you have to manage that. Now, being able to, to manage doing other stuff whilst uh, running around and repairing or shooting canyon cannons or changing sails or steering the ship, that's all on you to work out like how much you can multitask. But the tools are now in place for you to be able to do all of this without having to sacrifice mobility something that's very important for people on controller and bear in mind i have been playing on my xbox one x my cyberpunk edition i'm very proud of even though i'm very very bummed out that they delayed it to november but i can live with that because i'd rather have a better game than not have a game with uh, a huge day one i'm not getting into it right now stop talking about it but i've been playing on cyber i've been playing not cyberpunk. I've been playing Sea of Thieves uh, and I've, I've been enjoying it um, on the controller, but I have noticed I am severely handicapped because I am so comfortable with mouse and keyboard. Now you might say, well, how come you don't want to play just using mouse and keyboard? You can plug in a mouse and keyboard into your console. And that comes down to the type of playstyle that I'm playing with. Uh, I had an opportunity the other day to go out and do this event on an Xbox only server and we got attacked by a brigantine. But I noticed that myself and I, uh, my partner, we managed to fend off the crew and deal with a border and didn't lose our ship, but they sank uh, as a result of the ghost ships and what we did to them. 
and it felt a lot more fair. So I will say that even though I was handicapped because of my uh, unfamiliarity with using um, controller on a regular basis, uh, it was nice to feel like any encounter that I had, I wasn't just going to get trounced on because uh, I wasn't on my mouse and keyboard and they were. So if you want to bring this back to the pirate chat or pirate text thing, you can always go back to the settings and you can always reassign the uh, RB or the right bumper to go back to your quests. And that will take that out of the left bumper because currently everything is on the left bumper aside from pirate texts, which means you now have uh, a couple, three different options on your D pad if you want to set up quick buttons, which I highly recommend because currently i have food on a jump on right stick down uh i think i've got shovel on up uh throwables on left and something else on right i can't remember i think it's i think it's just regular planks on the right mouse or the right uh d-pad button and then I've, I've obviously got my down d uh is for emotes and stuff like that but having the opportunity to configure this the different keybinds is is a welcome uh respite from other games where that is not always a feature i'm looking at you nintendo i'm super sick of that stupid warning that constantly bugs me if i want to reset my key bindings at a system level because they're not the way they intended i know that i like them the way they are because it reflects playstation and xbox controls where the down button or the the bottom button is the accept button and the right button is the back button why is that so hard gosh I really, uh, I know it goes back to the way they originally did it, but it doesn't, it still bugs me. I'm getting off track. Hey, do you guys like uh, knowing that shanties are now something in the game that you can select? I bet you do because I do. And I love being able to select the different shanties. And boy, howdy, did we get a lot of shanties. We now have a new selection of shanties. I'm not going to go into all of them because I honestly didn't write them down. And I apologize because I should have. But 1812, the one from V for Vendetta where the fireworks go off and, and there's big explosions and it's at the cannons and it's like, dun, 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 and it's great. I absolutely love it. But we also have We Shall Sail Together. We also have the um, the Be Calmed. Uh, we have Stitcher Jim's Sorrow. There's so many good songs that are in this game, and we finally have an opportunity to play them. Obviously, I talked about this when I was talking with Dread Pirate Doug last episode. So if you want to hear my initial reaction to this, uh, be sure to check out that episode. As we are still looking to get Tales for the Tales of Legend uh, event that we're looking to do towards the end of the month uh, where you come with your story you have eight minutes to tell your story using whatever emotes or uh, things you want to do in the tavern this is all in game we'll set it up and we'll invite you and come in and you tell your story from the seas and it will get rated and we will have winners and drink afterwards i don't think we have any gifts right now i don't think we have anything it's just kind of a, a boasting thing for right now so if you've got a good story then head over to uh the website um i think it's uh, i'll have to check on this but it'll be in the show notes as well i'll go ahead and toss a link into dread pirate doug's uh race of legends.com uh website so that you guys i'm pretty sure it's race legends.com i could be wrong it could be net i can't remember um but it will be in the show notes so that you guys can actually make sure to head over there and sign up as well too uh but before that let's get to one of our sponsors In a world where solid-state electronics and vacuum tubes are still meta, people never stop loving atomic-powered everything. A chosen 500 stepped inside a subterranean vault to be spared the nuclear horror of the inevitable Great War. 25 years later, they emerge after the fallout settles to retake Appalachia. Among them, two former rivals whose blood feud will tear West Virginia apart in their epic struggle for survival. Chad, a vault bro who has a strength of 15, an intelligence of 2, 
and is a complete wasteland. Simon, a complicated anti-hero who chooses light and hope, but accidentally becomes a cannibal and wakes up naked and afraid with a Scorch Beast Queen after a date goes terribly wrong. What? I mean, it's a wild wasteland, right? This dark humor radio drama will have you driving off the road and crawling out from under the fallout. Two men. One wasteland. And so many nukes. Chad, a Fallout 76 podcast. Rated R. Now streaming on your holotape player podcasty thing. Alright, Pirates, so I think the last bit of information that I wanted to cover as far as updates go is the expanded Emissary Ledger. So I'm looking at the show notes right now and I wanted to let you know that in-game, these just look so much better. It looks so much cleaner. It's so much clearer like what tier you've reached with the different Emissary Ledgers. Now, these are going to reset in, I think, a week uh, because it's always at the end of the month. So the new month will start in July. July, and that's when you will have the new emissary ledgers begin. So make sure that you're checking in on these, make sure that you're throwing up your emissary flag and you are working on that treasure uh, as well as flags and sunk ships to try and make sure that you're getting up to those maximums because you want to get that accommodation or is it accommodation? No, it's not accommodation. It's a accomplished. No, what is I can't remember what what is Xbox call those things? Anyway, it improves your gamer score, which I know is always a big deal for a lot of Xbox fans. So you got to do it at least five times, uh, which means five months worth of dedication to hit the top in each of the different factions. So make sure you're working on this. Make sure you're trying to get into that top tier. Uh, and it also shows you who you or how you rate along with your other friends. So you can kind of filter it based on either the top for the entire uh, group of people that are, are actually going for it or just by your friends as well too. I really like this as it's one of those things that it's just kind of nice to see uh, where you stand, how much you've done. And while you may already have the rewards for it, it's still something you can be like, ah, you know, I, I just want to get that commendation done or that that achievement. I want yeah, that's what it is. It's an achievement. I want to get that achievement done. And the only way I'm going to do it is if I stick to this for the next five months or I guess three months once July starts. Um, some of the other things that came in uh, with the fix to the the text size so that you can actually um, uh, scale it as far as I can tell I haven't seen uh, any issues with that on my PC or on my Xbox so I, I think they fixed that and then the uh, let's game read to me improvements uh, with the let's game or let games read to me enabled uh, extra narration instructions is now included when navigating menus and options informing players uh, which keys to press which is kind of nice. In addition, tutorial prompts during the maiden voyage and onboarding experience are now fully narrated. And when activating voice chat, a narrated alert informs players that the text box is active. So for folks who have visual impairments or can't speak that want to still communicate with their crews or navigate menus with this uh, let games read to me, this is going to really help people who uh, want to be able to play the game and may not have the visual means to do so and i'm really hoping that sightless combat finds uh, a way to get to the emporium so he can still buy that cat that he's been wanting rare if there's anything we can do to help him out even if it's just giving him one or giving me a way to give him one i would appreciate it um i think that's going to do it uh there were a few things i mentioned earlier that the chain shot does damage like a regular cannonball if you miss the masts so just remember that the the chain shot if you're running low on cannonballs but you got a lot of chain shot you can still deal some damage to a ship using those as well just bear in mind that when you actually fire those uh you have to adjust the height because they're not gonna uh, go as far as a normal cannonball so just kind of bear that in mind um as far as updates go i think that's about 
it. Uh, I think it's time to dive into what kind of cosmetics we actually got in this update. So if you guys uh, went over to Duke and you you got the voyage, you checked out the, the actual sales, I'm pretty sure that you would have gone in and taken a look at what's, a, what's available for gold and doubloons. And if you haven't checked this out already, and say you're a fan of the Wild Rose set, then you may be happy to see that the Wild Rose clothing is now available for doubloons from Duke, something that should be at the actual clothing vendors. And just to kind of clarify something that I talked about in last week's episode, uh, Thor Von Blitz did reach out to me. He said that he still feels like the shops should get the black market archive content as well as uh well i'm not going to speak for him i think it should have the new content as well too uh but he did say that he would like to have the vendors and myself i would like to have the vendors sell that content uh instead of having it on duke even though i know a lot of people will wonder well where is it going to be well it should just be with the clothing vendors because that's what they sell and on top of that for gold you can pick up the Inky Kraken equipment. Now, they've been giving us the Inky Kraken uh, content for a while now, and I think this is the last little bit of it that's available for gold, and you can pick up an Inky Kraken fishing rod if you really want. Uh, it looks cool. I still kind of like the Inky Kraken stuff. Um, it, it's black. Uh, it's dark. I like it. That's just... That's just the goth in me, man. That's just, that's what I am. That's what I love. So I, I was happy to pick up all of those. Uh, I still got a ton of gold. So um, I'm quickly stepping up on the soapbox rare. If you could sell us uh, crates of supplies to stock our ship with just off the gate or give us a supply crate at the beginning of the game uh, from a vendor so that we can go around and collect uh, quickly collect all the supplies off of the outpost and then head out without having to make an additional stop to an island um would greatly appreciate that just one of those one of those things um stepping off the soapbox for now i i think there's plenty of other things to to talk about if you guys head over to the emporium you're going to find some interesting stuff over there. Um, some stuff that I actually honestly wasn't really expecting. But the first thing you should do is actually pick up the free giveaway emote, which is uh, an emote where your pirate holds up a shovel and balances it in their hand. Um, really weird. Was not expecting this. Kind of strange that we got it. But hey, it's a free thing. The blighted ship collection the stuff that's the state of state of decay inspired uh livery set that is now available so if you spent the last uh last bit of uh june kind of working on getting those that that i think it was a week oh, i'm blanking out if you spent that time working on getting the uh hull the sails and the figurehead then the rest of the set is now available as well too uh or no i think you get the flag as well too we had to do a whole bunch of little turning stuff for that but if you got that kudos to you because now all you have to do is buy the cannon capstan and helm which uh is it's cheaper the one thing i will say is i wish that the ui team would go in and actually show that there's a discounted price on the bundle so say that I earned the rewards for the hull, the figurehead, and the sails and flag, then I just click one button and it purchases the remainder of the bundle for the discounted price instead of offering me the bundle at full price, even though I already have some of the other pieces. Uh, I haven't been brave enough to click that button because honestly, I, I don't want to get charged full price for stuff that I already have. Uh, so hopefully that's a little more clear or cleared up uh, in, in future updates if we're going to be getting stuff uh, similar to the way that we got the Blighted Cosmetics. And is now a good time? I think now's a good time. I kind of want to get into this because this is something that uh, I was talking about with the Keel Hall crew and they all agreed with me, which means that it sounds like there's a, a basis for something that other people might enjoy. And that has to do with the weekly events uh, and the weekly updates uh, as well as the monthly updates. So we all really kind of enjoyed uh, May in the sense that we got a quality of life improvement and that gave the time more or the gave the the development team a little more time to work on the june update a lot of us feel 
pretty safe and secure in the idea that having weekly updates in between uh, months to kind of buffer that time where they can put in a quality of life fix uh, update similar to what we got in May and then having a following month with actual kind of story driven content or at least a, a major change or addition to the game something like that to kind of give the team a little more space when trying to make uh, uh, content and the thing that kind of pushed me in the direction of how the off months the quality of life fix months would be sustainable for content is to take the content the cosmetics that you can purchase from duke now I know you guys already know this if you've been listening to me. I'm not a huge fan of Duke the Dark Lord. I think he's weird. I think he's creepy. I think that the, it's kind of weird that he's the weird cloned person in the game that constantly shows up in every single tavern. So when the idea of having weekly updates, similar to what we did with the Blighted uh, ship collection, where you had to turn in a certain amount of items to the different uh, factions e during that week to be able to earn those cosmetics, when you take an idea like that and you apply it to the recently re re released Wild Rose set or the Inky Kraken set and you say, hey, if you want these items, then you have to go to the respective uh, merchants or uh, alliance or no factions, factions to uh, trade companies to be able to turn in that the certain number of stuff to them during this time and you'll get these items. So, for example, like the gold hoarders would give you the inky crack and shovel and inky crack and compass if you turn in 40 captain's chests to them and that way during that month uh, or during that week you would work on them to get that stuff and subsequently if you worked on that stuff then then you would earn it but if you didn't have time then the following month the month that actually had the standard content update that they would normally have released the during the quality of life month the june quote unquote uh, content update you would have all of these items available for purchase through the stores because they would have already been introduced into the game through the weekly event and say you didn't want to do the event say you didn't want to have to go out and get all that stuff you just wanted to buy them it would take a little time for you to wait for them to be able to be purchased for just gold or doubloons but you still had the option so it takes out the pain of people who are frustrated by time limited cosmetics and it takes out the frustration of people who are worried about not having gold sinks in the game you necessarily could earn everything if you spend enough time playing the game during these weeks where you had specific things to do to earn these cosmetics but if you didn't want to focus on that say you wanted to focus on something else then you knew that you could at least buy them the way you normally would buy them uh, the next month when the actual content update came. I like this idea because it really gives people a driving force outside of uh, ledgers or outside of emissaries or commendations or levels because eventually everyone's going to get to a point unless they find a way to introduce more levels or new incentives through the emissaries i know that's coming in the future for us to constantly want to turn in items to the different trade companies and i think if you put in a system where every other month there's cosmetics that are rewarded through playing the game and then the following month those are made available through uh, the vendors through regular purchase that would help kind of drive that incentive because during the month when they're available for regular purchase that should be a content update where you're working on cosmetics and commendations for that content and it's less likely that you're going to be working on the inky kraken stuff or the uh, wild rose clothing set stuff and i want to know what you guys think about this do you think that's a good way to go about this where you have quality of life and you unlock cosmetics and then the following month you have content update plus the cosmetics that you may not have earned available for purchase um, i've gone long on this so i hope i i made it clear kind of my idea on this because i think it's something that would work out really well
All right, pirates. So to kind of polish off the last bit of the pirate emporium, uh, if you go in there to find out kind of what's been coming into the pirate emporium to purchase for real money using ancient coins, you will find uh, a few different things with the ghost pet outfits, uh, as well as the bilge rat cat outfits. So there's some new outfits out there. If you're rank 20 with Athena's fortune, uh, you, I believe, should be able to pick up the ghost pet outfits. Um, I haven't actually done this myself. Now that I think about it, I haven't checked to see if I can actually purchase them. So I don't know if you necessarily have to be just a regular pirate legend. I imagine that's kind of the idea is that you have to be at least pirate legend to buy these. But they did said they did say in the, the patch notes that after reaching Athena's fortune rank 20, why not pick up something for your pet to celebrate the achievement? And that's the ghost pets outfit. They also have the Gold Curse Collector's Pets. Uh, these, as far as I know, are not time-limited. I don't think there's anything that is time-limited in this. Uh, I could be wrong, so I, I apologize if there is, and I will address that in the next episode uh, when, uh, when I get a chance to double-check on that as it is kind of running late, and I want to make sure I get this out in time for you. Uh, but there are gold pets. It's very similar to the Cursed Heart Pets that we got, but these are just covered completely in gold. Um, I'm not really a big fan of these. It looks like they've they've just kind of got like the the standard gold curse applied to them. But if that's what you're into, if you're diehard, a gold hoarder fan, and you want to have your pet represented, representing them as well too, this is now a good way to do that. Um, the biggest thing I would say from the Pirate Emporium outside of the Blighted Ship Collection is actually going to be the Animal Dance Bundle, which I think is absolutely hilarious because you've got the best emote that I can find in the game for weird things in general which is the wiggling your limbs like a squid emote, which is, it's hilarious. Uh, there's one where you can act like a cat or a parrot dancing or uh, an imaginary shark uh, where you kind of use your, it's funny because John uh, Internal Air um, McFarland did, did a like a, a chomping shark uh, event way back in the day that I made a gif out of that this is what this kind of reminds me of. Um, other than that, there's the Hide and Peak bundle, which has a new kind of saucy looking emote uh, that, that kind of reminds me of like a bear skin on the rug look uh, when you're laying down with your, your back leg kind of kicked up. I managed to get a couple of good photos of some friends doing that uh, out on the seas. It was entertaining to say the least. Uh, and that's that's the main thing. There is a store only bundle, as always, with uh, Microsoft and with Sea of Thieves. Whenever you go to the Microsoft, uh, Xbox, or Steam stores, there is a bundle that contains two premium gold curse collector's pets uh, that also have the, they're the same pets that from the gold curse collectors. Um, you've got a thousand gold or a thousand ancient coins, as well as 25,000 regular gold. Uh, and I believe i don't know if it actually says on here let me see if i can find out for you i shouldn't be doing this on the fly but i figure why the heck not uh it looks like you get the cat and the parrot as the gold cursed and they're just gold they're very angular they've got uh, emeralds strewn about their body as well as their eyes and beak and yeah that is uh 16.99 but i believe if you purchase it on the microsoft store with your gamer pass it'll be a little bit cheaper and i do apologize i don't have the uk canadian or other countries costs uh, on hand i would have to do some research on that but i would imagine it would be relatively close to the 17 USD, depending on what your currency exchange is. Canada, I'm sorry, it's going to be like 50 bucks for you guys. Sorry. And of course, I think the last thing that I'm going to cover right now is the Ashen Expedition and the Shark Hunt. So uh, the Fortnite Fridays have discontinued. You can no longer earn additional gold and reputation on Fridays during the Fortnite hours. 
but there is a new one on Tuesdays called the Ashen Expedition where you can earn double the rewards for any of the loot that you obtain from the Devil's Roar. Now, I don't know if that necessarily includes anything that you find strewn about that is considered fiery loot or ashen loot, but I imagine it would. Also, on June 24th, which is coming up in a couple days, if not, uh, I think it's Tuesday, it's going to be the shark hunt, and that is going to go till July 8th, which is two days after my birthday, which means that you can earn increased gold and reputation anytime you turn in cooked meg meat. I don't think there's a limit. I don't think there's anything that says uh, if it's double, triple. I think it's double at the moment. Um, so you can earn different reward or you can earn uh, additional gold and reputation if, say, you wanted to kind of work on that. Um, if you wanted to work on the actual, uh, I'm trying to find the events hub right now. If you want to work on your uh, hunter's call, but you didn't want to have to fish up 300 ruby splash tails because that's just crazy, then maybe this was actually going to be the best way for you to do it. Since you're out there hunting the shrouded ghost anyway, why not take advantage of the megalodon meat during this time from July or excuse me, from June 24th to uh, July 8th? Those are going to be the, the times that you'll be able to uh, actually earn this extra uh, golden and uh, reputation. I'm uh, already level 50 with the Hunter's Call, so the two weeks that this is going on is going to be nice for the gold, but not necessarily something that I'm really going to be too worried about. Oh, and uh, bear in mind, the meat must be cooked to perfection. They will not accept it otherwise. Well, maybe they will. I don't know, but I don't think they do. All right, pirates, and that's going to do it for this episode of Keelhauled. I told you there was a lot of information to cover, and I was not kidding. So I squeezed this in just around the hour mark. I'm going to call it good here. Uh, I did want to shout out uh, over on the actual um, I, uh, Apple podcast. I can never remember what they call this, man. Apple podcasts, uh, I believe is where it is, where I can get the reviews for uh, the show itself. And I want to thank everyone that does put in a, the review uh, the five star reviews are always appreciated and always make sure that you guys are checking out uh, the the links in the show notes as well too because that's a good way to get a hold of me if you have any comments concerns questions just stories in general or maybe you thought of something and you want to share it with me and if it's a cool enough idea um, I'll see if I can throw it into the podcast somewhere and kind of leave it up to the community to, to kind of share their thoughts on it as well too but I did want to shout out uh Lord Marksman on Monday. Uh, our five-star review. Thank you. Uh, what is a pirate's favorite method of transportation? A ship, of course. Recently got into uh, Sea of Thieves and absolutely love the game and this podcast. Thank you, Lord Marksman, for that. And if I didn't get to it a while back, uh, Tanner GTP 33, which I'm, I'm not sure what the GTP is. Feel free to let me know. Uh, also wrote in on June 6th with a five star review saying fantastic. Captain Logan puts so much heart and effort into giving this game a podcast, and he certainly does the game justice. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, if you enjoy the, this game at all, I truly recommend Keelhauled and also the amazing community it has become. Now, I will say that the community that I uh, head over at the Keelhauled Discord is the best Keelhauled uh, group I've ever had. No, that's a weird way of saying that. it's the best community I've ever been in. It's better than any of the guilds I was ever in during World of Warcraft years. It's better than any of the other communities that I've seen out and about in the world. The Sea of Thieves community is great in general, but I just absolutely love the Keelhauled group. They're always sailing. There's always nice people in all different time zones, and we talk about all kinds of random stuff, whether it's art or movies like the the Hamilton show that's coming to Disney Plus that I can't wait for because it's going to be amazing and it's July 3rd so make sure you go and watch Hamilton because it's an amazing show and if you aren't you're crazy because it's an amazing show uh, but also 
just because they're awesome. We've been talking a lot about Animal Crossing and different games, including some of the uh, recent announcements for uh, what was to be E3, but is now spread out across all the different uh, companies out there doing it themselves or IGN or Jeff Keighley's Dealey Bob for the summer things. I think he's doing a weird owl thing, but that's off topic because this is Sea of Thieves. And I wanted to let you guys know that there's a lot of ways that you can get a hold of me too. So if you want to reach me, head over to the show notes in the contact section you'll see my gamer tag captain logan all one word you might see that in game too if you do i want to know because i still haven't seen it it's it's, it's so sad i just want to see it oh man but uh, uh um uh, I'm sorry. I want to uh, also let you know that I'm over on Twitter at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. You can always email the show uh, C-A-P-T L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com. The show notes always have the links because I talk fast when I'm doing this because I've said it so many times. And I just wanted to thank again uh, Tom or Robots uh, over at the Robots Radio Network that they have been uh, great in helping me. Uh, just great to see the, the Discord over there. I've got my own keel hauled channel as well too uh, and shout out to ddk who's over there um who's who's also a member and just kind of checking things out and saying hi in the the keel hauled discord i've been talking a lot of cyberpunk over there because that's where the cyberpunk lore cast is and yeah pirates i've been talking a lot i love you guys uh i can't wait to see you out on the sea of thieves and if i can say anything get out there and kick flame hearts butt or pledge allegiance to him uh or i don't know maybe go kill a mermaid statue who knows what soul's trapped inside and i will see you guys out there have fun i love you Radio Podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.